Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. He pushes Jensen away. Yes, yes. Welcome back to another episode of the NRL Supercoach Podcast, hosted by the SC Whisperer. Now, today we will be touching on the Cronulla Sharks in the season of 2021 and how I see them faring out, the three players to look out for. Today is a little bit different. I have one player on this list who is one to look out for, not in a positive light, and we'll get to him. But looking at the Sharks in 2020, they finished 8th, conceding 24 points on defense, um, this was contributed down to them being first in missed tackles, so that uh, really hinders a defense when you're considering so many missed tackles, but on the counter, they were a really good attacking side, uh, scoring 24 points, so they really had uh, the most average season, coming 8th dead in the middle of the pack, scoring 24 and conceding 24. Uh, they were also 5th in line breaks, and I can put this down to Sean Johnson, who had uh, one of the best seasons of his career in terms of production. Uh, he put away the highlight reel and really steered Cronulla around. Uh, they looked a much better side with him. And without him at the start of 2021, I think they're going to really struggle. Um, I've got them at the lower end of the bottom eight. Just, I think Johnson is so crucial to that side's attack. Uh, no disrespect to Chad Townsend or Matt Moylan, Connor Tracy or Braden Trindle. Uh, they're obviously not at the standard of Sean Johnson though. And uh, that puts a lot of pressure on John Morris. Uh, I think it's unfair pressure because John Morris has got them to the finals every year he's been a coach. He's had to deal with a lot of adversity. You think of uh, the Bronson-Jerry situation. You think of Josh Morris walking out of the building. Uh, Josh Dugan medically retiring. So he's had to really use his juniors well. And uh, that's created a lack of depth in their back line, in my opinion. Apart from the halves, um, they've got a real lack of, of depth moving forward in the back line. But on the contrary, in their forward pack, it's a, it's a very different story. They've got a stacked back line. They've got a stacked forward line. Um, it's really hard to do a 1-17 to for them because of the so many different variables, especially in their forward pack. You can make cases for and against a lot of the guys in their 30-man roster. And you'll I think you'll be seeing a lot of rotation this year. Uh, there's a lot of quality guys in that forward pack. Um, but one man that does look to have his place pretty well set is Matt Moylan at 253k, dual position 5'8 and fullback. I've talked about this guy on my podcast and a couple of others, made some posts about him. I like Moylan coming into this year. He is at a rock bottom for us. He's a fallen gun, um, obviously down to injuries and lack of game time. He should suit up in the sixth jersey this year for Cronulla with Johnson out and Townsend at seven. Uh, I think 5'8 is going to be a much better position for his body um, than being at fullback. He's not going to be expected to be running at full pelt, putting that hamstring under strain. Uh, Having no Johnson in the side as well should free up a lot of creating opportunities for Moylan, and 
We can see when he was at, Panth- at the Penrith Panthers in 2016, that was the peak Moiser. Uh, Average 63 and looked incredibly silky on the ball. He has phenomenal ball-playing skills. Uh, I think a lot of people just don't remember that because of the injuries. And it's unfortunate he's gone and seen a third-party sprinting coach uh, outside of the NRL. And for everyone's sake, I hope that this is the year that Moylan comes back because when Matty Moylan is playing top footy, it's a great sight for everyone. He's one of those players that can really attract a casual viewer. He's one of the players that young kids can really look up to. Uh, A similar mold to KP, probably not as marketable, but uh, definitely Matt Moylan was the prodigal son uh, coming into his career, and he looked really good in the early parts. Obviously, injuries taken him back, but look, let's hope six is the position for him moving forward. It's a little less stressful on his body. Um, but one man that didn't have a lot of stress on his body last year and just looked to churn through stats was Aiden Tolman. Uh, obviously, at the Canterbury Bulldogs last year, this is the player that I said at the top of the show is one to look out for, but on the negative side, I think he's probably one of the biggest traps uh, of the season moving forward. Um, like I said, he's one to watch just to see how much he falls off the wagon. Now, Tolman was a key figure at Canterbury. They had a really depleted forward pack. They had very little depth, and Tolman rolled his sleeves up and did the hard work last year and quietly went about his work, averaging 65 with 61 in base and a 1.06 PPM, putting him at third in terms of prop forwards in the game that played more than 10 games. So Aiden Tolman's a weird name to look up and see at the top of the Supercoach standings in terms of front row options, but he had a phenomenal season last year. But now at Cronulla... Uh, I think it's going to be a very different story. He's going to be a rotational piece for John Morris. He's competing with guys like Andrew Rafita, Toby Rudolph, Royce Hunt, Jack Williams, uh, Braden Hamimueli. There's just a lot of forward options at Cronulla. And Tolman, if he manages to jag a starting spot, which I think is unlikely, he'll only play 40 to 45 minutes, I think, compared to the 60 he was playing at the Bulldogs. So... Tolman, like I said, had a phenomenal year, but don't get sucked into looking at his average. It's not going to happen again. Uh, He is the biggest trap of 2021, in my opinion. One man that I think is the complete opposite of a trap is Billy Magulius. Now, he's priced at 229,100. He's a second row forward. Magulius has all the talent in the world, if you guys don't know. I'm not too sure whose coffee that he's pissed in, but he's just not getting used or Canola. Uh, he is the answer at the Shire. I think he's the perfect 13 for that side. And if Cronulla don't start using his talents, another club are definitely going to swoop in and take him off their hands. Uh, he's got all the talent. He just needs to be used properly. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The modern day forward, and especially the modern day lock forward, is moving away from a big body that just clogs up the middle. And they're moving towards a more tertiary ball player that links both sides of the field and splits the line as well. Like, you need to have someone that can link up the left and the right-hand side, but also just take on the line when they see an opportunity fit. And uh, guys like Cam Murray, Victor Radley, and a young Brad Fittler definitely spring to mind. They're prime examples of what the mold is moving forward. And Magulius has it all. He's got a devastating running game. He can uh, get a hand free in the tackle. He can find the try line. He has an offload. He's got the kicking game if called upon, very similar to a Wade Graham. But the biggest person that I can compare Billy Magulius to is the 2015-2016 mold of Bryce Cartwright. Now, for you guys that didn't watch footy back then, Bryce Cartwright uh, was simply unstoppable. He looked like he was playing against children, even at the first grade level. And Magulius has that same raw potential and raw ability. He's just so destructive with the ball in hand. 
go back and look at the grand final um, when he single-handedly won them, the New South Wales side, and I'm pretty sure he went on to do the exact same thing in the New South Wales versus Queensland grand final as well. Magulius has it all. Um, I'm very, very high on this bloke, and if he is named at 13, he's definitely someone to have in your side. I think he could be one of the buyers of the year, but it is just a teamless Tuesday thing. Unbiased, he is one of my favourite players to watch in the NRL when given game time. I'm just not too sure what he's done wrong at Cronulla to not see it. He is the best 13 at the club, uh, better than Rudolph, better than Williams. He offers so much more in terms of attack. Those guys uh, would fit really well into the front row rotation, but uh, Billy Magulius compared, uh, paired up with uh, Sifatalakai and Wade Graham on the edges, I think is very destructive. You've got Wade Graham, who has a fantastic left foot kicking game. You've got Talakai, who's just a devastating ball runner. And you've got Magulius that mixes both those together. Like I said, I'm not too sure why Cronulla aren't using him. Hopefully they're blooding him in for a big 2021, but it just baffles me as to why he hasn't been named. All right, guys, uh, that wraps up for today. Um, just wanted to quickly touch on something that has been coming up in my DMs a fair bit. A lot of you guys are messaging me saying how much you enjoy the podcast and how much you enjoy the content I'm putting out, and uh, that means the world to me. Uh, If any of you guys are listening are on iTunes, uh, I would appreciate a subscribe and a review. Uh, Reviews are uh, probably the best currency you can get in terms of having a podcast. It really helps out the creator, uh, really gets the message out to a lot more people, and uh, that's all I can ask for from you guys. Continual support you've shown me over the first couple of weeks has been phenomenal, and I'm really excited for 2021, and uh, let's bring on a big year. And just before I sign off quickly, guys, I thought I'd pay back to the podcast audience. Uh, You guys are very loyal, so I have made a podcast-exclusive league on the KFC Supercoach app. The league code is 829055. It's only exclusive to you guys. I won't be posting it on my social medias, so if you've gotten this far... Enter the league. It's open to everyone. It's a 20-man league. It'll be a straight shootout head-to-head. Uh, you can go up against me. And just to repeat that code, it's 829055. So join that. Come take me on. Beat me. And give me shit for the rest of the year. All right, guys. Keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.